from the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is not a joke. Not a joke. Get ready. Luguda, come up in here. It's the Tevin Stutter Show. It's the Tevin Stutter Show Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your host, Tevin Stutter. Tevin Stutter Stutter checking in once again here live on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Right now in the building, we got a man of many talents, many hats. Started off, man, VA, phenomenal football player. Made his way, couple college scenes. Ultimately, came to Indiana State. Did his thing in the league for a minute. And, man, found his goal and lane through music. And not what most people would think. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So when most people think music, oh, it's the artist side of it. It's like, no, I'm a part of the brand development, the behind the scenes and the engine that pushes the artist. So I can say I was extremely blessed to my first music video how Stop Beefing Radio pushed it, and it was just like, I didn't know how to go about marketing videos. I just dropped it. And then all I know is on their page, they had repost I'm Home Now, and this is what, man, 2016. This is a good five years. Yeah, They reposted, and I'm like, man, I'm doing 50, like 100,000 on their page as well as mine. So it was just like what he does, the platform that you've created for artists, even on the lines of like, the list, the top ten list, I always get boys. It's the, <laughs> it always shakes up the internet, and I love it because it's just like yeah. people value your opinion enough to be like, man, why I'm not not on this? Why I'm not in this and that? And I'm just like, oh, his opinion has to be valid to cause that much noise on Facebook <laughs> every year. And then from there, like we talking now, Salesforce and just non stopping. Yeah, boys going to school about to go off and play ball different colleges so it's just like it's exciting man without further introduction <laughs> this room in a building how you doing my guy what's up with you man how you man, doing good tell me. good bless so man tell the people who don't know where you from so yeah man uh it's crazy i'm from virginia you know what i mean uh yeah. actually um i say i'm from stratford woods virginia that's actually my neighborhood but um i'm from prince george it's a small town just south of Richmond, um, about 30 minutes south of Richmond. Um, you know, that's where I, I grew up at, you know what I mean, and I uh, made my bones. And, um, you know, from there, like you said, you know, I, I went to um, – I actually 
moved to Illinois, Peoria, Illinois, um, for a high school um, with my aunt. And I lived there for like three or four years, you know what I'm saying? Um, And, and, you know, playing high school ball and all that type of stuff. Um, You know, was blessed to, you know, be all American, all state. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was actually the first Division One football player out of the city of Peoria. Hard. Um, and um, you know, went there, and you know, I went from there to Annapolis, Maryland, to the Naval Academy. Yeah. Um, and then um, I transferred to Indiana State in my sophomore year, and like that's how I ended up in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and Indiana is what I call home now, man. You know, this is where my sons are from. You know, yeah. my, I got two wonderful sons and, you know, my wife, she's from Indiana. And so, you know, I'm, a, I'm an Indiana guy now. I'm a Pacer fan. I'm a Colts fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm an Indiana guy, man. I feel it. But but take me to VA, man. Yeah. The culture of VA. Yeah. The athletes, like, yeah. musically, like. So, like, VA, like, in my era in VA, bro, like, so I actually grew up looking up to Allen Iverson. Yeah. Because like Allen Iverson was just like I mean, he was like maybe 3 or 4 grades ahead of me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so like coming up, like when I was young, like very very young when I was playing like, you know, bitty football and stuff like that, yeah. we played against like Newport News, which is where he's from. Yeah. And we played against another cat named Mike Vick. You know what I'm saying? In the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So, like, this is the pedigree. And a lot of people don't know about, like, uh, there's another guy named Ronald Curry. Um, Ronald Curry, like, he was, like, all work. He was, like, um, I'm trying to think of – like, there's never even been another Ronald Curry, bro. Like, Dang. he was, like, all world in football and basketball. He ended up going to University mm. of North Carolina to play basketball and football. Mm. He was the starting quarterback for North Carolina and the starting point guard uh, for the University of North Carolina. Like, a lot of people, you know, he was, you know, Gatorade, All-American. Anyhow, Ronald Curry was also one of those guys that I really, like, was like, man, like, this dude is rough, like – He's tough. And, like, I always say, like, you know, I tell people, like, I was Mike Vick before Mike Vick. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt. I played quarterback. You know what I mean? Like I said, Island Iverson played quarterback. Ronald Curry played quarterback. And these are guys that I looked up to. So, um, in coming up and playing ball and, you know, when when I got to, like, you know, JV and, like, you know, I played varsity when I was in eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was That's a varsity hard. football player as an eighth grader. You know, I would actually take the bus over to practice to the mm, high school. You know what I'm saying? That's After hard. school. So That's some tech in stuff. I don't know too many that was, like, really like that. Yeah, man. Like, so, um, like, I, I earned my chops early, bro. Like, by the time I was in, like, ninth or tenth grade, bro, I was, like, I was ready to go. Like, I was trained to go. Dang. And so, like, my sophomore year, like I said, I moved to Illinois to Peoria. I got in some trouble at home. Um, and so I went to live with my aunt and I moved to this town called Metamora and this town is a really small, it's like Friday night lights, bro. Like it's a small town, but it's like a small town in the middle of Texas. Like football is all that matters in this town. You know what I mean? And so when I moved there, um, the coach, he didn't really know, like he didn't really know about me, but like the first game, bro, I had like 
seven touchdowns. <laughs> like he was like, yeah, he was like, whoa, like you know what I mean. So he moved me to like that was about it was in a freshman game. Yeah, and he was like, oh, okay. So he moved me to varsity the next game, and I started varsity as a sophomore. Um, we went to the state semi. I I only lost two games my entire career in high school. Mm. The state championship game. Dang, Only games years. I ever lost in, ah. in high school. Um, we were blowing people out. And, um, like, so my sophomore year, we went to the state semis. We lost to a really good team, um, Springfield, uh, Sacred Heart Griffin. And then my junior and senior year, we lost a state championship game. But um, and those were the only games I ever lost in high school, bro. Dang. Yeah, it was That's it was like that. Tough. It was like that. So even take me to the culture of VA because yeah. when we think of guys like Iverson and guys like Vic, as far as the NBA and NFL are concerned, I would say those are your two biggest cultural icons. Um, some change those sport type of how they carried themselves, their swagger and their demeanor. So yeah. what was VA for you like growing up? Man, it was like, it's crazy because VA has like a lot of influence from New York City. Like yeah. a lot of cats from New York come to Virginia. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of cats from like Baltimore come to Virginia. So VA is like really like the line of, it's the South, yeah. but it's really the East Coast. We got a lot of huge like, you know, yeah. You know, New York, like I said, New York, Washington, D.C., Boston, you know, that influence is really more, you know what I mean? So our, our swag, like, is like, you know, we rock all the latest, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we're not, we, it, it's fast moving, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's fast paced, it's, it's all of that. And so, like, you know, growing up there, man, um, you know, I, it was the same way for me. Like I, everybody wants to be fresh on the, on day one of school, like yeah. brand new tennis shoes, new outfits. Yeah. Like it's like a fashion show. You know what I mean? Like the first day, first week of school. You Any know of the uh, artists at that time buzzing was um, like when you were coming up, or the, was that like a little? That was a little bit later. later you know what I'm saying? Like, like Clips, when Timberland, like, Clips, Timberland, Pharrell, that all came a little like, bit later. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like when we was in like um, probably like the eighth and ninth grade. You okay. know what I'm saying? That was a little bit later. Missy okay. Elliott. Yeah. Um, skills was real big <laughs> back then. Great. All the talent that came out of that, yeah. blow, that blows my mind. Teddy Riley be, is from Virginia. You know what I'm saying? For that like, to be such a, a little place in a sense. Yeah. To like on some cultural, like iconic places. Yeah. Like, it's mind blowing. It's mind. Like, and, and like, I remember, man, bro, like, so I can tell you some stories, bro, like, how I knew I was gonna be end up in music, like, I was 10 years old, and um, they were having a concert at the Arthur Ashe Center, and me and my buddies went, and it was um, Kwame, I'm gonna date myself a little bit here, but it was Kwame, EPMD, Redhead Kingpin, all these different old school rappers, they were popping at the time. I snuck backstage, bro, when I was 10 years old. And I was like shaking hands with these dudes. And like, you know what I mean? Like redhead, like EPMD right before they went on stage. You know, I'm like dapping them up. You know what I mean? I'm like 10 years old, bro. Like, that's how I knew like, this is the type of like, this is for me, you know yeah. what I mean? And then like, um, Biggie, I remember Biggie. Dang. Like coming to Virginia State, him and Puff Dang. coming to Virginia State. Like I was there. like when Biggie was rocking and, and like, I think it was a scene in the movie where like they were like, um, he was rapping and then they stopped 
And then everybody, they start jumping again. And everybody, yeah. bro, I was there when That's that happened crazy. at Virginia State. Like I remember Biggie coming to coming to Petersburg and rocking and being in the mall and being, you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember Jay Z mm. coming down and being, you know what I'm saying, in the malls and being out in the streets. Yes, I remember Dipset. Like, so like Freaky Ziggy, who's one of my partners now, it's crazy how the, how the world turns, but like he was um, partners with one of the guys from my neighborhood and they used to get into some, you know, work down in North Carolina and stuff like that. And um, so like, I remember like Dipset, bro, like they were like in, in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they were really in the streets of, of VA and moving and like, yeah, like it was like crazy. that. Crazy, yeah. that culture. Yeah, it was crazy, That's bro. mind blowing. Yeah. So then kind of fast forward to ISU. Yeah. So what is Terre Haute like at this point? So it's like you go from super iconic cultural place to small town Illinois yeah. to Terre Haute. Yeah. Way different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Terre Haute, though, man. I'm going to say this, man. Like, we had a ball in Terre Haute, bro. Like, oh, yeah. Like, we, we – tour in any of my people watching on here there bro we we tour indiana state like <laughs> down like like i lived in the football house you know what i mean shout out to the 508 boys i lived in a football house we had parties you know what i mean basically yeah. every weekend uh, 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 we would actually it's funny because we would actually like we would have a party we would call the police to break up the party and then take the money from the party to the bar <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah so like uh i mean it, we we had a ball at indiana state Terre Haute, um you know like indiana state had like all the frats back then too so like you know the kappas was on yeah, campus the omegas was on campus um you know the alphas everybody was on campus so you know um aka's delta yeah i had the sororities too yeah like i feel like they they stripped us of that during my time when i entered about 2010. Yeah, only there was no more. Was, only people that was online or active was like Alphas and uh, Kappas. And okay. then they got into a fight at the fountain party beginning of school year, so they was offline. So we had like <laughs> no fraternities, no sororities. Really? I guess prior to that, like the sororities had did something in front of the president's house, mm -hmm. and they had took them off. So we had like none of that kind of cultural experience once we get to college. Oh, like we had a like. During Dang. my time there, it was all it was all out. Like it was That's all of the sororities, ah. all of the fraternities. Um, I always say I was in the the biggest fraternity on yeah. campus. You football know what I'm saying? Team. Football team. Yeah, like, that is. You know what I mean? And so we, you know, we we had a ball though, bro. Like a lot of my partners to this day, you know, they were in you know a lot of the frats and stuff, and you know they still my partners, and and we played yeah. golf and you know stuff like that. But um, yeah, campus was lit, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like it was. Indiana State, we had it was lit back in my days. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what's up. It was lit. So you you meet my man's Mr. Allen at ISU. Yeah, and then it's just like, is that the where the music like really kind of like where it develops kind of like the shift? Because I know I don't want to skip the I don't want to skip the football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to skip the accomplishments, but yeah. I want I'm kind of coming to be all over. Yeah, yeah. So where did that kind of shift happen with like? So like it was like right, um, it was like around like my junior senior year. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I always like I said, I always loved music. 
Yeah. Um, I actually had got this program called Acid. Yeah. And so me and my homie on the football team, he would come over and we would write and like make beats on this little acid program and we would record on this little acid program. Well, my homie um, Gang Blaze, um, Rodney, he would come over and you know what I'm saying? Like um, he would freestyle, like we would just, and same thing with Smelly, like he would come over and like we would just be like on the porch for hours, bro, like freestyling, you know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. freestyling. And um, when Tone put together like the group D-Cut, um, that was the first time that I really like saw structure in the music. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Tone was a little bit older. He had, um, you know, went to conservatory out in Arizona. It's like a really big, it's like full sale, but it's on the West yeah, Coast. Okay. So he had graduated from there. So he had like a real sense of the music business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so like when he put the label together, um, like I remember the first time we went to like Columbus, Indiana and we locked ourselves in this room for a weekend mm. and recorded Seagram's, um, his name was Mixed at the time. We recorded his whole album in a weekend. All the verses, all the beats, all everything. Like So we were like in there cooking and that was like my first real experience of what I feel like was like the music industry. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I watched the beats get made. I watched them record. I watched them mix it. I watched, you know what I'm saying? And this is like back then. Like this is not when it was as easy to make a beat on Fruity Loops. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like MPC and all these different machines, beat machines. Yeah. and You know what I mean? So. Like that was like the first time that I saw like a project come together, you know what I mean? And like we literally, like I said, we stayed in a one room for four days. We had, you know, some liquor, had some, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. all that, and, and and we cooked up and cooked his album up, and his album came out like supremely dope. Yeah. It's a classic to me. I still play it, and um, you know, we got it pressed up barcoded everything was legit and we started selling it you know what i'm saying started selling it on campus like i said i had parties so yeah you know i would sell to sell the album at the parties and like that was kind of how you know it it all came together from a music like standpoint that's hard yeah that's hard yeah and like i said we was gonna go back to the football yeah so at isu balling out and then like you getting these pro looks as well yeah like what was that whole experience like um, it was just crazy, bro. Like, I mean, you know, playing in the NFL was my dream since a kid. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted to do. So, like, going through pro days and going through, you know, um, combines and, you know, stuff like that. Like I said, I got I got injured my, my senior year. I tore my shoulder labrum. So, I did a lot of rehabbing, you know what I mean? So, I missed a lot um, going into that. But um, that was just, bro, it was like a dream come true. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and a lot of those people are still my friends to this day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, you know, it was just great times, bro. I, I can tell you one crazy story. Like, I'm the starting quarterback of the team, and we had to play Youngstown State. Yeah. And we were leaving Saturday morning at like eight o'clock or something like that. And um, I was, <laughs> I was in the room. I won't mention who I was in the room with, but. Like, I wake up and it's like 10 o'clock. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I just missed the bus. Like, oh my God, like, you Dang. gotta be kidding me. 
everybody was calling my room, all this stuff. My phone had gotten knocked off the hook, bro. So like, Dang. oh my God. So like I had to take like a Greyhound by myself to Youngstown, Ohio. And I arrived like three hours before the game. Like, yeah, it was crazy, bro. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Even like a connecting. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, it was, it was nuts, but that was just one of the things that stick out of my head, man. Like, um, but I like got there by myself and like got there. Coach was like, you know, I set out, I think like the first quarter or something like that. Cause you know, whatever. But I played after that. But, um, yeah, that was that was like one of the craziest times, bro. Everybody's like, I cannot believe you missed the bus, bro. Like, That's how wild. do you do that, bro? Like, That's wild. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, it was a great experience, man. Great experience. And then, so you come to Nap. Yeah. What was the, I guess, what was kind of described the music scene and like, what gave you the initial interest to start Stop Beefing? Yeah, man. Um, so. Like, just to kind of set the scene for you, because I actually wanted to do a podcast about this. Like, it was crazy. Like, the scene was, um, like, post, I would say, like, Jimmy Mack, G-Stack, Lil Nut. You know what I mean? Like, they had kind of, you know, had their run. So, um, I think it was, like, 625 was, like, kind of the – big thing in the city at the time. Ready Rock and Kev yeah. and them guys, they had just signed a deal and you know what I mean? And um so they were kinda, you know, making a lot of noise and stuff. And the story, you know, of me and music in Indianapolis can't be told without Sir Hart. Um I'm not sure if you're familiar with Sir Hart or what you know what you know about him, but Sir Hart was like the cornerstone of the Indianapolis scene at the time. Um he was like one of the only hip hop producers he was like one of the only studios at the time that like straight hip hop, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? People could come in and get work done. And so like um, my brother got killed uh, around that time and uh, he was murdered um, around the age of 17. And so I went um, to Sir Hart and I was like, hey man, like, um, you know, I'm just really, it's really on my heart to like put together a project in his memory um and around the same time like uh i don't know you know matt matthew sims he was doing this thing called um, beauty and the beats and so basically like we were taking like the club savoy it was called savoy at the time um that was like really the only show where um local artists could come and do their thing you know what i'm saying like concrete beats was doing stuff down at broad ripple but besides that those were like really the only two outlets yeah so like um i met matt and we started doing beauty and the beats together and so we started bringing like all these artists and putting you know putting a platform for them together and like getting sponsorships and like you know doing a lot of stuff that way so i just kind of got the idea of putting together an album um with all of the artists with all naptown production all naptown artists so we did 65 artists all Naptown producers, and that 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 beget the Stop Beef and Start Eating project, mm. right? So we had like fourteen or fifteen songs with all Naptown. Like we mixed up the Naptown artists, mm. put them on beats, had the DJs do the drops and stuff like that, and it just turned out like crazy. You know what I mean? Like, that is wow. Yeah. We what were, year is this? This is in like two thousand and five, two thousand and four. Um, and we recorded it all at Sir Hart Studio. 
Sir Hart, he donated the time. Like I didn't, I paid him like maybe twice, bro, for like 15 to 20 sessions. Like mm. he did it out of his heart. You know what I mean? That's just the type of guy that he was. Yeah. He wanted to see the scene and he saw something in me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this guy has some wherewithal cause like, you know, Nouveau, I got it on Nouveau and I and the news came out and covered it. And like the first single was like Lady Lavish, Big Dave and Hard Times. Um, it was called, um, man, I can't remember the name of the song. Um, anyhow, um, and so like, yeah, bro, the project was like really dope. Like it came out super dope. Yeah. And so we actually took it to New York City. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Justo Awards. So the Justo Awards at the time was like one of the biggest, it was like the Source Awards at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Justo was a big DJ out in New York City before he passed away. So that project actually got nominated for a Justo Award mm. out in New York City. That's hard. Like, and for an Indianapolis project to be like nominated for something in New York City was like unheard of, bro. Yeah. Like it was like, you know, and something that everybody was a part of collectively. You know what I mean? We shot videos. We actually shot a DVD. The DVD is still on YouTube to this day. Dang. You, it, it's still on YouTube to this day. Um, and as a matter of fact, it's, I, I want to say it was probably one of the first DVDs on YouTube. Dang. Like, bro, like, no, no, no kidding. Like, That's hard. My partner, Matthew, like, he helped Q put together World Star, bro. World Star Hip Hop. Yeah. That's hard. Like, We've been involved in hip hop, like the foundations of hip hop, bro. Yeah. Like since, you know, we've been doing it. So, um, you know, um, and now, you know, so that, that project came out like that. And we built, we, we built on that project and that's how stopbeefingradio.com was introduced. Yeah. You know what I mean? Through that project, we just kind of, you know, it grew legs from Stop Beef and Start Eating, the album, to Stop Beefing Radio, the, the the platform. So my question with that, because I think that was a brilliant concept, would you ever do a, a Stop Beefing album now in current day net? Um, I would. It took a lot of energy, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. It took a lot of energy because the whole point of it was to get people that wouldn't get in a room together. Normally, yeah. In a room together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, that was the crazy, uh oh. That was the, that was the, that was the crazy part is that like we had to get, um, we had to get all of these cats in the room together to do this project. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like cats that were beefing and like, yeah. That was like the part, the, the the point of it. You know what I mean? Was to get these cats in the room. So, I think I would love to do it again. Um, I don't know that it could be done again, honestly, only because of some of the situations that have gone on in the city. You know what I mean? In the yeah. streets and stuff like that, and getting these cats together. I don't know how possible that is, but I mean, my homie Sir Hart, him not being here. Um, it's really tough to do it without him. Honestly, you know what I'm saying? On my heart, like, because 
he was like instrumental in that. And if I ever did it again, I would do it in honor of him. him. Yeah. He was actually, um, he's been incarcerated now for the past maybe 10 years. He got like a 50 year sentence. Um, Somebody committed a murder in his studio and he had nothing to do with it. He he had no he had no like it was a big deal in the city. I don't know if you ever heard, but um, he had nothing to do with it, bro. And he got caught up in it, and like he ended up getting convicted, bro. And they gave him fifty years, like just crazy. So like you know, I I would do it in honor of him if I ever did something like that again. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So what's like next for you? Being that it's a man that wears so many hats and involved in so many different things, what's next? Man, um, what's next for me, man, I feel like is I have never taken the time to focus on myself, bro. Um, I've gone almost 15 years, you know, Focusing on artists, helping artists out, focusing on, you know, initiatives and helping the city, helping other, you know, places and things of that nature. And I've never really taken the time to, like, push myself. Yeah. And so I think for these next five, you know, five years, I'm going to take that time, bro, and really, like, extend myself into, like, you know, like I just got this position at Salesforce, which is like huge. I'm yeah. in the tower now. So I really like, um, I want to see how far I can really take something like that, bro. Like I want to be a vice president. I want to mm. be a, um, mm. you know what I mean? A president of a Fortune 500 company. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I've never, I've never given myself like that opportunity. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm also going to take this time as well to um, spend a lot of time with my kids. You know what I mean? Like my kids have, you know, they've suffered a little bit in me extending myself so much. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I really want to take that time now. Like my son is a senior and he's, you know, about to go into college and he's getting recruited and I want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? That process. And, you know, my, my youngest son is 10 years old and, you know, I want to coach his teams and, you know, like really be involved in his next, you know, years as he goes into high school and he starts playing and, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, you know, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to take like the next five years, bro, to really just like give it to myself, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, um, you know, which is something I haven't done, bro, in 20 years, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, see how, see how that, see how far that takes me, man. And that's crazy just like, essentially selfless for 15 years, 20 some years, putting everybody else and it's like, man, now it's, it's time to put me first and yeah. focus on that. Yeah. So with that, ultimately, like when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, That, you know, a legacy of giving, bro, and a legacy of um, taking things to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we've done stuff with MTV, you know what I mean? We brought MTV to the city with Kev, you know what I mean? Um, you know, the Jigalate, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was, like, as big as you can get in Indianapolis, you know what I mean? Like, 
everything that we've ever done, bro, has been next level. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I really want my legacy to be that everything I did was next level. Like everything I did was as big as you can, big as you can make it, as big as it can be. Is is and also, you know, bring people along with us and you know really give this city a stamp bro like if yeah. you go to conferences if you go to whatever when you go outside of the city and you talk music like people know stop beefing radio you know what i'm Definitely. saying across the country bro like this is not and that's because we spent so much time going outside and and you know putting indianapolis to the world you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I, that's kind of, you know, what I really want my legacy to be, man, is that, you know, we really spent a lot of time putting Indianapolis to the world. You know what I'm saying? And what's your advice to young entrepreneurs who have goals and visions of taking NAP to new heights? Like, what would you tell them? The first thing that I would tell them is to do it. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people get bogged down in planning. A lot of people get bogged down in uh, the semantics of everything. Just do it, man. Get out there. If you got an idea, start doing. Start working that idea. It'll the 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 momentum will come along with the work, along with the action. You know what I'm saying? Like um, a lot of times, I see people are afraid or they wait until. You know, somebody else does the idea. You know what I'm saying? They're like, man, I wanted to do that. You know, like, it, when you get an idea, go for it. Invest in yourself. That's the other thing that I can say. Like, bro, I've invested easily over $100,000 in anything I've done, bro. Like, easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, easy. Um, in, Invest your money into yourself and really um, believe in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do it from Indianapolis. Like, a lot of people, you know, think, especially in music, they feel like I got to go to Atlanta or I got to go to L.A. or I got to yeah. go to New York. And there's some value in that. You know what I mean? But I'm, I live in Indianapolis, bro, and I'm as big as anybody in L.A. I'm as big as anybody yeah. in Atlanta. And I'm not saying that to be like, you know, like arrogant or anything like that. But I'm, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, what we've built and what we've achieved and accomplished has all been from indiana bro yeah we've never left a lot of people have said you know you should have been left here you should have been left this is where my kids are from bro i can't leave my kids i can't leave my wife i can't leave you know this is where my roots are so everything that i've done i've had to do from here bro and like i said man you can do it from indianapolis you can you can you can do it that's real that's real man we got the legend in the building, man. <laughs> like I said, man, extremely thankful for everything you've done yeah. to uplift the city. Yeah, it's man. like I'm not even from the place, but I'm going to take it to new heights. Once I'm here, I'm here. It's mine. So you know, it's just like. That's one of the things, bro, and, and, and I'm glad you said that because, like, that's one of the things that I really, like, admire, bro, is, like, I see you moving. I see you. I see the confidence that you have that you can you can do it. And you are, bro. You're like, look, look where you taking it. Like, yeah. People should use you as a prime example. You know what I mean? Like, you started out, you know, humble beginnings. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, you know, through hard work, believing in God, you know, 
you got your own show on a major network, like <laughs> bro. Like I mean, who you know, you, you probably never even dreamed that, but not at all. But you know, and you're gonna be even bigger than this, bro. Like yeah. this, this is just the beginning for you. You know what I'm saying? Like honestly, bro, you're young. You 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 you're in you're in inning one of a nine inning game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like That's it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's gonna get way bigger for you, Tevin. Like I you know I I I believe in your vision. I really like you know. um I see the vision, and like, bro, you're gonna be way bigger than 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 this, even you know, at that at this point in time. But you you got a long way to go, bro. So yeah. just keep doing your thing, man. And, and and I'm proud of you, bro. Straight up. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. That means a whole lot. Yeah, man. Because you've just you've created such a platform for so many that would not have that exposure. Yeah. So for me, I'm I'm just starting off. This is 2016, and I'm like, man, what's Cause it's so crazy. I initially posted the video to YouTube and they got like twelve hundred views. Yeah. And I was like, man, like I'm better than this. Like in my mind, like I kind of sat on this project for like three years. I just visualized this video. I was like, man, twelve hundred views. I'm better than this. So we like put it on Facebook, and then to see how quickly you got behind it. I just remember like going to sleep and like waking up viral. Yeah. And it was just. Like, I'm home now. <laughs> I'm home now. Was the video. I. I always remember you got our only sweatshirt that we ever made you Crazy. know what i mean i gave that to you uh, yeah i wore that in uh young black and educated okay so okay yeah, yeah that was the the follow-up we filmed at isu so my man's corporate from chicago yeah he got all the funny chicago be like videos yeah and uh when we rocked that in it that's what's up man so it's, but yeah it was I'm, I'm home now that video like i remember like you know i just saw that you were doing something in a positive way yeah and it was like, yo, like if you can't get behind that, like you gotta, there's something wrong with you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like a guy that's positive, like, and not everything has to be gangster. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, and I saw that, like you were, you were like unapologetically, like, look, this is me. I'm not yeah. gangster. I'm, I'm, but, but I'm dope. You know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah, like I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm soulful, like church kids, yeah. straight up. And like, it's just like you could be from the hood, but you ain't got to be no street cat. And it's just like, come on, man, being able to show kids like have fun, like even like I tell these people now, like y'all do this and that. Like the most viewed video in Indianapolis, Indiana last year was about donuts, right? <laughs> like. Right. <laughs> like have your fun, like create, do whatever you want to do. And I'm sitting on this platform because that was so successful. So right. it's like, I think a lot of kids would be so much further off if they felt like, you know, you don't have to portray this image. Like now there's some dudes that's really living that life. Hey, do what you live. Yeah. But like for a lot of these kids, if you could just see like, man, you don't got to go that route to yeah. still be a form of success. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's like, that's the ultimate goal for like Stop Beefing Radio. That's again why I was so adamant and supporting, especially somebody like you. Is like the goal, bro, is is to get out. The yeah. goal is to uplift. The goal is to um, promote positivity. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these guys that I've worked with, you know, them doing music is their way out, bro. Yeah. And so like you know that that's nothing to take lightly. You know what I mean? Like. That's yeah. that's that's really a it's really like a blessing that I'm able to be um, in these guys ears and be a mentor or be, you know, a, a, um, an advisor. You know, what I mean, like because a lot of guys, 
Bro, I, I can say this honestly. Since 2008, anything that's moving, I've 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 had some hand in, hand in, sure. bro. Easy, you know what easy. I mean? Like and and like, you know, it's it's you know to watch these guys grow up. Like a lot of these guys, you know what I mean? Like a lot of like Scooty, you know what I mean? Like I've watched him go from like brown bag Scooty, you know to major entrepreneur owning yeah. properties and everything. That's, that's and the craziest thing. He came on last week and just like his mindset, he was like, man, property this, property that. And I'm just like, to see the evolution of a man, it's yeah. just like, it's something so dope. Bro, and, I, and like, like I watched, you know, like I've watched him go from yeah. like, you know what I mean? And and I've had a hand in, and you know, I never take credit for what he's accomplished, but you know, I, I'm still to this day like, you know, somebody that he leans on for advice and things of that nature, and I'm here for him. And, like, yeah. you know, uh, you know, watching cats like D. Ross, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, go from, like, you know, rapping and doing a jiggle to being a community activist, a, a leader. Park. Like, a park named a after par- that man. Yeah, you know what That's I mean? Hard. Like, you know, and I've always, you know, supported him as well. And, and, like, just watching these guys grow up and become men and do great things, bro, it's like – it's such a blessing, you know what I mean? That's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Is 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 us elevating and changing mind states and anything that I can do to be a you know, a assistance, you know what I mean? That's that's what I'm here and for. Even me like watching some of your interviews with guys that I grew up with. So me and Lil E was at Addicts together, same mm-hmm. time, same grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never forget my best. He always been that way. So he had the ankle bracelet at our eighth grade graduation. <laughs> like, that's legit. Like, my dad was like, dang, the kid with the ankle bracelet got the biggest standard ovation. Right. Like, my dad just was like, he, he went up to the teachers. He was like, man, I did not know what y'all deal with. But for even for me to see, like, knowing how he was in middle school, to see him being interviewed on your platform, I'm like, bro, you still here. Yeah. Like, the situation's situation going on now, but it's just like, we we started together and it's just like yeah. we still here. So it's like as long as you got breath in your body, you got opportunity to do whatever. Yeah. So it's just like that's why I love what you do so much for these dudes because it's like, man, you from the city. You didn't came up together at some point in right. some IPS school in some hood. You didn't came up together. So it's like I'm sitting back watching your interview. I'm like, man, that was my man's from middle school. He's still here. Like people can say, hey, this and that and this and that. But it's just like he created one of the the biggest songs probably that For ever sure. come out of here For and sure. to still be like interviewed and that thing like that. I was just like, man, it made me appreciate what you do even more. Cause I'm like, man, these dudes, I was really <laughs> as a young and wild with, it right. was just like to see just like the steps in which you've essentially developed men. Yeah. Cause it's just like, it's not like you made, they were men naturally, but it's just like the evolution of them and yeah. the growth of that. And it's just like, man, that's something you can't wait to see 10, 20 years from now. Sit back, kicking up. Everybody's on a yacht or something. And you're like, man, you was wildly, dog. Right. <laughs> you right. got my pants. Right. And you just flipped the whole situation around. Yeah. And I love what y'all do over there, especially my guy Trees. Uh, all them interviews just like. And it's nobody's really, doing that bro and it really is believing in these guys yeah you know what i'm saying like it's giving these guys an opportunity and believing in what they do you know what i'm saying like they can be just as big as rick ross they can be yeah. just as big as you know they have that type of talent so you know giving these guys an outlet to to show that talent man it's just you know it's been a blessing man and it's just like that platform nobody else is doing it yeah. and it's just like you've done it consistently 
a decade plus. Yeah. And it's just like, it's one of them things when it's gone and when you're gone, like, they're going to, like, see, like, I feel like people don't see the full impact of what something is until it's no longer there. And it's just like. There was no platform for y'all. Yeah. And I'm even thinking of now, so many artisans trying to reach out to me to get on here, and I'm like, man, some of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so I could only imagine what the ciphering process is like for that because it's just some guys, I'm just like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, you might want to get back to that nine to five. Right. I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if music is for you. Right. But it's just like to be that platform for all them guys, I know you've probably heard some share of <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Yeah, you already know. Like, I mean, it's been definitely been a journey. Um, And I think back to, man, like, I started out interviewing, like, T.I. and all of these guys. And that's where I built my chops. You know what I'm saying? Was, you know, doing that, Um, working at, you know, like HHN Live and all these other big hip hop websites and stuff like that. And so, I wanted to bring that to Indiana. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to be able to give that professional, um, that professional outlook. You know, for these artists. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And have somebody that has some credentials give them a look. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you know, that was that was all part of the the process, and you know, building you know building that up and, and building building up the platform so that it does matter, so that these guys. When they get on the platform, it, it makes you know it makes sense. So, man, that's they don't appreciate you enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, bro, honestly, and I can say this with a hundred percent conviction: like, I've never done this for the um, appreciation, for yeah. the limelight, for like, I'm totally fine being in the background and being, you know, behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just really wanted to to shine light on, you know, the city and and really you know show people that we we are as big as any other place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or we are as good as any other place. And that's really been my goal, um, you know, since day one, man. And along this journey, lost some people along the way. For sure. And it's so crazy. I'm like looking through my Dropbox files, and I found a clip of an interview that I came through. So, man, speak on DJ Skrills and his life and his legacy. Man, um, working with him, bro, was like, you just said it. Like, you don't know what you got until it's gone. Mm -hmm. That was one of those situations. Like, DJ Skrill was such um, a spirit, bro. Like, he was such, he he believed in the city so much like and as a dj that's big because he played at all the clubs and all and he would play these guys bro yeah. like he would play their music like you know what i mean like he would play will flip or anybody else you know what i'm saying yeah. or jay-z whatever he would play a nap artist the same way there's not a lot of djs that do that yeah and you know he was also one of those guys that no matter when you came around him he was he, you were going to leave away from him positive and like feeling good and like because he was just always so upbeat and so like you know so positive and so outgoing and you know what i mean like uh, i really miss that guy man like i do um he was just one of those spirits bro like 
you'll never come across them again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, I really, I really do. Like, you know, I sit around sometimes and I think, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he was one of a kind, man. You know what I mean? And so, you know, RIP to him and, and you know, shout out to his family, his son and, you know, his kids and stuff like that. But, um, you know, Skrill was, he definitely missed, you know what I'm saying? He was really a, a great spirit, man. And even in the, I don't want to just continue to harp on death in a sense, yeah. but some people that was in that building that just had so much impact on the city. Yeah. So my man, even my man's Chris Beatty. So like. Bro, like, so um, let me see how I can talk about this without like, so he was my friend first before anything. Um when he came on the platform, that was was because he wanted to help me elevate what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he saw me working and he saw what I was doing with Stop Beefing Radio and, you know, as my friend, because like, bro, we we're friends. Like, you know, he was just one of those people that he wanted to see his friends do well. Yeah. And so he knew he had an audience and, and, a, and a pool and things of that nature. And so he 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 brought that over to there to the platform, you know, to help me out, bro. You know what I mean? And that was just what friends do um, before he passed, bro. We just had played golf like that Sunday and I got a chance to speak to him. We sat in a car for like two hours after we after the round. And, you know, we talked a lot. Um, this is after they had gotten. Um, sold a club and everything and you know we were just talking about life and next steps in life and he was just so like ready to you know take the next step you know what I'm saying and so like when he passed man like that really like that hit me hard bro like um that really like I still ain't all the way um recovered mentally you know what I mean, spiritually from that loss, bro, like, that really, like, hit me, bro, because he was one of my, he was one of my really, you know, he was one of my good friends, bro, like, you know, besides the music and the shows and everything, like, we hung and we, you know, we, we golfed together and we hung in the clubs and, you know, we did, we did a lot together, so, um, you know, it's, it's like a giant hole with him being missing, dog, like, he really, like, he was one of those type of people that could get us into a room that we wouldn't normally be able to get into. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that was like, you know, that was his calling, bro. He would like, you know, he would do that for anybody, bro. Like if you were about your business and you were, you know, on your stuff, he would get you in front of the right people. You know what I'm saying? To like put you in position and wouldn't want nothing from it. Yeah. Just because that's the way he is and you as people like, you know, he was just one of those guys, man. Um, one of my motivations, honestly, like he would always ask me, like, "Are you doing? Are you are you doing your best right now?" Like he would challenge me, bro. Like mm. he he would ask me that question out of the blue, like, "Bro, are you doing your best right now?" Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you being the best, James Dishroom? And you know, I, I I would accept that challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, nah, I'm not right now. You know what I mean? So. He was just one of the, another one of those type of people, bro. I'm glad you brought him up because um, really miss him too. And uh, yeah, man, I, 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 it's still a hole. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. where my man used to be for real. So any other shout outs to people that helped you along your journey? 
Um, yeah, man, like, like I said, Sir Hart, I definitely want to shout him out. Uh, I, I never want the city to forget him because he, at one point, bro, he held this city on his back when it comes to music. And anybody will tell you that that knows the history of music in this city from, you know, pretty much everybody that's doing something right now comes from that tree. They come from Sir Hart's tree, bro. Like anybody that you can think of outside of maybe, you know, like the Fountain Square kind of area. But if like from the, the, the street aspect of music, they come from Sir Hart. So I definitely want to always uplift his name and make sure that, you know, we don't forget about him. Um, you know, like you said, DJ Skrill, Chris Beatty, um, my man Matt Sims, my business partner, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's really, you know, he's always pushed me and stuck by me. And, you know, he's the best man at my wedding, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, real, real, real good guy. Um, you know, um, man, like, you know, my wife, you know what I'm saying? I got to shout her out because she's yeah. the backbone. Like, bro, I was on tour for two weeks right before COVID hit. You know, I got a group, Gringo Gang, got to shout yeah. them out. We were on tour with Caskey, um, and we went from Iowa to Chicago to Oregon to Denver to Montana to L.A. to Las Vegas. Two-week tour. And my wife, bro, she, like, held it down, like, there's not a lot of people in the world like that. You know what I'm saying? That their yeah. spouse can go away for two weeks yeah. on tour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and just be okay and, and still function properly. You know what I'm saying? And be okay with that and encourage you and mm. like be behind you. You know what I'm saying? Like she, you know, it's not a situation where she like puts up with it. She encourages me. You know what I mean? To like be the best me and, you just don't find spouses or, you know, people break up because of that type of stuff. Definitely. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, she, like, is my backbone, and she held down a crib and taking my son to school every day and, you know, making sure the house runs smooth, you know, while I'm gone. And, like, you just, you, you got to give your, your, your hat off. You know, you got to take your hat off to, you know, to somebody like that. So, you know, my wife, um, you know, like I said, my sons, those are my, my reasons why. Um, and you know, anybody that's just been instrumental, bro, and in, in, in helping me along the way, I, I just appreciate them straight up. I hope I, I, I know I don't want to name too many names because I, yeah, yeah, I don't want to forget anybody. So yeah. I just want to, you know, keep it in media family and you know, a couple other people. So, and then what do you want your sons to always remember? Um, first, that they come from a cloth of greatness. Like, my granddad, my dad, you know, like, my dad was a, a colonel in the Army, and, you know, he did a lot in the Army and stuff like that. My granddad was, you know, um, he's on signs and stuff back in Arkansas where we come from for, like, the civil rights and stuff like that. Like, they come from a great lineage of people. You know what I'm saying? I never want them to forget that, that they have greatness already in them. It's just up to them. To find, I tell my my oldest that all the time. Like, you're already great. Yeah. It's up to you to find the greatness within you. You come from a long line of greatness, dog. Like your great granddad was as great as any man as there was. You know what yeah. I'm saying? On dad to your granddad, on down to your dad. So, 
you already come from a, a great line of people. Just find that greatness, you know what I'm saying, and be great at it, you know what I mean? And also that they can do whatever they want, man, and, and to to love and treat others um, always with compassion and respect, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're never as great as I say and I talk about, like, we're still never better than anybody. And, you know, um, there's always room for compassion and respect for people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, be a real man. Handle your responsibilities. Um, show people the way. Be a leader. And love other people in a way that will make them say, you know, that, you know, they love you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, you know, I always want them to remember that, you know, to, to, to love and respect other people. You know what I'm saying? That's so, real. That's real. Yeah, man. And then give them a, a, a quote that you live by. Man, that's a good one, dog. Um, a quote that I live by. So it's not a quote, but I learned this in the academy. It's called A Man in the Arena. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, I had to memorize this as a plea, but basically what it talks about is the man, the man in the arena is the one who on his face is marred with sweat, dust, and blood. And he will know at the end of it, at the end of the quote, it says, he will know the emotions of victory and defeat, not like the man who only, um, who basically to sum it up, who basically only criticizes. I never, I live by that, bro. I'm not, I'm a doer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the man in the arena teaches me that I would rather witness victory or defeat than be the person on the sidelines critiquing the man who just witnessed victory or defeat. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that person has, does not have the courage, does not have the fortitude, does not have the balls to get in the arena and give it their all, whether they win or they lose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I live by that. I'll always be the man in the arena. I'll never be the critic on the outside watching, mm -hmm. talking about how this person could have did this better, how this person could have did that better. That'll be me that the critics is talking about. That's I what I live that. by, dog. I feel that. <laughs> that's what I live by. Hey, that's a good ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, man, chopping it up, spending this time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com.
CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, wish all the best moving forward in this next chapter. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Like I said, man, I'm proud of you. I want to say this before I get out of here. You are on the way to big, big things, brother. Keep doing your thing, man. If you, you know, any way I can support, I definitely am here to support. Um, and, you know, I just can't wait to see what, what, what God has next for you, bro. But keep doing your thing, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. For sure. We out. We out. From the All Indiana Podcast Network, it's the Tevin Stuttered Show Podcast. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast now at allindianapodcast.com. And wherever you get your podcasts.